Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome on board, everybody. We're going to go right to our interview that we have lined up with a CBS News analyst, Jeff McCausland. He's retired from the U.S. Army, retired U.S. Army colonel, and uh, he probably hasn't given it a tremendous amount of thoughts, but happy anniversary on your 50th anniversary since graduating from West Point. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Jeff. Mark and Joe, it's crazy with you. Thanks for that, uh, con- those kind words. I really do appreciate it. As we're watching what's going on with Russia, is it a mixed signal when some troops go back to their base and others move closer to the front line? Yeah, it's certainly a mixed signal without a doubt. And I think we need to stress, let's believe what we see as opposed to what we hear. Uh, the Russians are very good at this, and that's exactly what the Ukrainian foreign minister said about this announcement, that some Russian forces were returning to their bases. So it remains to be seen, but there seems to be a glimmer of possibility, at least, for a diplomatic solution. But at the same time, we see a steady increase in Russian military forces in other areas that is somewhat unabated. Overnight, for example, there was some intelligence revealed. The Russians had uh, repositioned about 60 combat helicopters at a base in Crimea, which had been unused for a very long time prior to that. So mixed emotions, mixed feelings, I guess, at this particular moment, mixed signals. And then also at this moment, there is ongoing talks between Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany and Mr. Putin going on in the Kremlin. You think Putin is smart enough to realize that this isn't going to end well for him? Well, I hope he is smart enough to realize that. And, uh, there has also been a, a little bit of a disquiet in the Russian Federation, even by a couple of senior retired general officers saying this would be a disaster for Russia. Uh, and I think also we've seen Mr. Putin being a cautious man. You know, he is a trained Marxist. And Vladimir Lenin one time once said that if you press in a bayonet and you feel something soft, keep pressing the bayonet. And if you hit something hard, think about backing off. So I think he may have realized that he has overplayed his hand, hoping at the onset that they would see a shattering of NATO and U.S. cohesion, which has not, in fact, occurred, or a capitulation by the West, which has not occurred, and as a consequence, maybe having some second thoughts. Do you see an exit strategy for him that would work or actually be to his benefit? Well, there's an exit strategy, I think, out there diplomatically, and that would be this Minsk, Minsk, process, Minsk process, which would <clears throat> basically uh, give Russia a lot of what it wants in terms of, uh, you know, these particular provinces in the east having a lot of autonomy and therefore having a lot of influence on the foreign policy and future of the Ukraine. There has been some comment about perhaps the Ukraine pulling back off uh, its request to become a member of, of NATO. And then there are some arms control ranges that I worked on a lot, frankly, in the Pentagon and the White House, could be enacted uh, to reduce the security uh, the security challenge for the Russians, such as the Treaty on Intermediate Nuclear Forces could be resurrected for missiles, uh, the CFE Treaty on Transparency for Ground Forces, those kind of things. So I think it would at least give him a fig leaf that he could go back to Moscow and say we have gained something for all of what we've expended here during this crisis. 
why would the Russian people still support this if they do? Uh, why would they still be so staunchly in support of uh, President Putin? Well, if we, we were listening to Radio Moscow right now, you'd think you're living in a parallel universe because what they're being fed is a steady diet that the West has caused this, the West is threatening uh, Russia, that the, that the West and Ukraine in particular are threatening Russian citizens living in the Ukraine. They compare the current government uh, in Kiev to the Nazis on a regular basis. So that's a steady diet of information that you're getting in Moscow. And at the same time, of course, Putin has driven up the notion about nationalism, populism, these ideas of historical and cultural ties between Russia and Ukraine, which makes Ukraine really part of Russia on any given day. Those are the themes that he has used to maintain popular support. You think he's really concerned about uh, the Ukraine entering NATO, or is he just looking for some kind of advantage here, hoping he can push people against the wall and get some concessions? Well, I think he, he is concerned about Ukraine being part of NATO. Ever since NATO enlargement began at the end of the Cold War, the Russians said to us that uh, they didn't like this. They found this you know, threatening to their security. I think perhaps we, frankly, could have managed that a little bit better. But candidly, I think the other thing that Putin is concerned about is that a successful Ukraine as a democracy and a market economy is perhaps the greatest threat to the Russian Federation. I mean, think about it this way. Every day an elderly person in the Ukraine dies, and they most, almost undoubtedly speak both Russian and Ukraine, Ukrainian, and uh, may even harken back fondly to some of the days of the Soviet Union. That same day, a baby is born in the Ukraine. Uh, that baby will never, ever, ever learn to speak Russian. They'll speak Ukrainian, of course, but they'll learn to speak French, German, English, Italian, whatever. So Putin sees the tides of time running against Russia with respect to, I think, uh, the Ukraine coming into the Russian fold peacefully, uh, and second of all, this threat to Russia undermining his authoritarian rule. Can we have a conversation about all of this if we are not really closely and and uh, it really informationally schooled on Vladimir Putin himself unless we kind of get into his brain and think like his he does do we miss a perspective in this conversation well, I, think, I think absolutely because this is really a unitary actor even more so than during the Soviet Union you know during the Soviet Union whether you were talking about Brezhnev or Andropov or Chernenkov or all those guys uh, they actually had to you know to some degree coordinate their activities with a Politburo that's for the sort of committee that led the Soviet Union. They were very, very powerful people, there's no doubt about it. <clears throat> Putin is a singular actor. And, of course, the pandemic has isolated him in an amazing way. That's why you see that really long table. He has taken extraordinary measures for his own personal safety. So it's very unclear who provides him information or advice, and that's one of the worrisome aspects to me for this entire crisis. Jeff, if you have to give Putin a grade from what you've seen of him, what would it be, like from F failure to A-plus grade? Well, I'd probably differentiate, and I'd probably give him a B, B in tactics and an F in strategy, uh, because he's tactically very brilliant, and sometimes how he orchestrates things, he's a disinformation campaigns and all that kind of stuff. But he's strategically a failure, because um, if you look at the Russian Federation, you see a country whose demography is declining. There's huge problems with climate which is a, it's an extraction economy that desperately needs to modernize if it's going to be a competitive economy in the 20, 21st century. We see one of the worst situations as far as COVID on the planet, and all those domestic problems are right there in front of him, and now he's, of course, spending all his time and energy and resources on this somewhat, I think, foolhardy effort to bring Ukraine, which doesn't want to be part of Russia, 
into Russia and make his whole economic situation for his population, which is not great to begin with, that much worse. Well, thank you so much for your help and your information. Right. Forgot to mention he's an author, too. Great book, Battle Tested. If you haven't read it, read it. All right. We're going to talk to him as the Gettysburg anniversary approaches again, too. We hope to anyway. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. Take care. Jeff McCausland, a adjunct professor at Gettysburg College and author, as Joe mentioned, retired U.S. military, owner of a private security and leadership consulting firm, and a 1972 graduate of West Point. <laughs> so I saw that in his resume. That jumps out at you as 50th anniversary. All right, well, we'll launch into open phones. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They are our sponsor, so keep them in mind as we go through the show that this is an opportunity for uh, you to uh, visit the Sunbury Motor Company. I'll have some words about him as we approach the end of the show, or words about them at the Sunbury Motor Company, our sponsor. We open up the show with open phones right now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We do have some uh, texts that have arrived overnight, so we would love to hear from you. Uh, Joe, there's actually one uh, popped up already. So, Joe, if you want to go ahead and look at that. What? The text says no messages. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the text. The email. Yeah, okay. Um, the liberals can't understand why many of us don't trust our government and the media. The Durham report is a perfect reason why we don't, because it shows that the media is just a part of the big liberal left agenda. Many of us knew that the Russian collusion story was a total lie and that it was a creation of the Clinton campaign. And I believe that Obama, Obama and his cronies, including our current so-called president, were all part of it. Should we now be surprised that a large part of the media isn't talking about this at all? They, too, were complicit in this unlawful scheme to spy on a presidential candidate and sitting president. Watergate looks like kindergarten compared to this criminal hoax, but I don't hold out much hope that much will change. Hillary and others won't be held accountable, and those of us who do not trust the media or our government will still be viewed as crazy. Trump's loving conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Listen, you know, I saw this morning an analysis of how much time the media has reported on this. CBS, NBC, ABC, MSNBC, zero. Oh, zero. Yeah, I, don't, I CNN, couldn't find it on CBS's website yesterday. CNN, two and a half minutes. Okay. Fox has covered it. But, you know, this is really pretty minutes? This is really pretty damning stuff when you stop to think about it. I mean, this is this is exposes the whole thing. And what's really funny is Adam Schiff, or Schiff, rather, I have to be very careful because I really want to call him something else. Hmm. And, um, you know, these, these people now don't want this investigation. They were the ones who were saying, we got to protect Bob Mueller. we got to keep Bob Mueller's investigation going. We can't let anybody interfere with that. But now, now all of a sudden that it's not looking so good, they'd like to shut it down. Well, I think we're at an impasse. I don't think we're going to get the investigations that you and I and maybe other folks would call for. Uh, you know, we're sort of uh, at an impasse. Everybody's kind of dealing with varying realities here. You and I have talked about this. We think this report uh, certainly holds credibility and needs to be examined. But you don't, you're not going to get a widespread Department of Justice reaction that's going to prompt anything. You're certainly not going to get any news media action. Uh, likewise, when uh, other presidents, before President Biden were in office, they sort of created their own realities that, you know, they uh, made the Department of Justice operate in the manner that they thought was appropriate. I'm not going to say President Trump did or didn't do anything illegal or improper while in office. That's not that. This is the way, uh, as 
you and I talked, the Department of Justice right. and the FBI is an arm of the president now, unfortunately. Shouldn't be. So, well, no, you're right. But, uh, and uh, so I just think, you know, th- you know, you and I talk about it. We are the only people discussing, so that's not going to help anything. Uh, well, upper, I mean, let's face oh, it, please, the, the, the Mueller investigation was important. I mean, it needed to be looked into. If the president of the United States actually was a tool of the Russians, y- you'd want that exposed. <laughs> Nobody would want that not to be exposed. But, you know, now that it turns out that it had political overtones from the very beginning, which is part of what Mueller found, you know, now everybody wants to forget it because no one wants to lock up Hillary. You know, and admittedly, Trump could have handled it better when his locker up, locker up. Well, maybe maybe she should be. Who knows? Well, yeah, and he's... Let's finish the investigation and see where it leads. Tacked. And I think it should be followed all the way to the end, just as I felt that the uh, Mueller investigation should be followed all the way to the end. All right. Upper right-hand corner, Joe, if you would. Upper right-hand corner. As an addendum to my last email, I want to point out one thing. Those boxes being pulled out from under a table were done so, and the entire act was shown on television. I know, Mark, you doubt the validity of this story, but you probably do do not view nighttime television. <laughs> Another thing that True. irks me is these holier-than-thou people who didn't like President Trump because of the way he talks. Really? How about any of you want to work under such stress as he was and not react in how he really feels? Sure, a lot of us don't use the flowery language he used. Actually, I would call it more than flowery. <laughs> but, but we all express ourselves and mean the same. Think about this, people, because that man did so much for this country to make it better for us and no one else could even begin to care enough to investigate how to do it or want to. This was like a crucifixion of a man who was a good man at heart. What a shame. I pray every day that my, to my dear Lord that we can have him again in the White House to save America and all that we love. All right. From the smartest woman in the world, I appreciate that. I think you're going to get your wish. I, I'm, I'm Team Trump back in 2024 across the board. I'm not going to vote for him, but I certainly think he's got the momentum coming in. All right, 1-800-795-9565, stand by stand. We want to give you the proper amount of time you got coming, so it'll come after this break. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. That's right, it is. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Stan's been patiently waiting while Joe and I discuss the weather. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, you know, you, you had your guy on there from the military, and he's smart. He's a smart man. I, I, I believe, you know, Putin is, uh, is uh, well, he's a, what was he? Uh, what are they called? Uh, Russian uh, KGB spies, agent. Uh, he was a KGB agent. That's or, it. That's it. He was a KGB agent. So, you know, he ain't no dummy. But I, but I think, you know, Biden, 
he, he Biden's going to come out of this a winner either way. How? Okay? How is he going to come out of this a winner? Well, because if Putin backs off, Biden says, man, I did a great job diplomatically, you know, threatening him with sanctions, blah, 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 and he backed off, he backed down. Makes Biden, maybe he thinks he looks better, but we all know the deal. And if, and if, if Putin does actually invade, well, then Biden can say, I told you so. I, I warned you all, but you didn't all listen. So either way, Biden comes out as the man that's, you know, he was, he was pressing. He knew all the answers, and, you know, either way, it doesn't make him look weak. Although he still looks weak, but I'm thinking now this is conspiracy theory and a thought in my mind. What if Biden and Putin are working together on this to make Biden look good or try to make him look good? Because remember, Biden's the one that lifted the sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline to give gas to Europe from Russia, so Russia could make piles of money from that. Hmm. You know, and and, and do, did nothing else for Putin. And and Hunter boy, he was getting money from uh, oligarchs there in Russia, uh, from you know from the commies, the ex-commies, the oligarchs. He was making big money, and, and Putin was, I mean, not Putin, but Biden was getting you know ten percent for the big guy. One of our so, listeners you know, says it, it Hunter all, has a diamond mine in the Ukraine, <laughs> so that's probably related to this. One of our listeners says uh, uh, Hunter owns a diamond mine in the Ukraine, so that's probably part of this too. <laughs> well, anything's possible. I mean, he was making he was making millions of dollars working for an oil company. He had no idea what what an oil well looked like. I'm assuming. So you know, it, it, it's just you know, I'm just throwing that out there. You know, none of it's probably <laughs> true, but who knows? You know, the way they pay backdoor deals and all that, and you know, Biden's been playing the footsies with the Chinese for years. Him and him and his family making millions of dollars. So why not the Russians too? And it's you know, and and. Being a member of the KGB, he knows how to divert attention and stuff like that. It was just what he was skilled at, you know, divert attention from one thing to another. You know, don't don't look at the right hand, don't see what the left hand's doing. Well, bear in mind he's been accused of having people poisoned at various <clears throat> times. So I mean, his lethality uh, is somewhat of an open issue, don't you think? So I mean, what? Oh yeah, I don't think he values. I don't think he values. I don't think he values human life a great deal. If it if well, it stands I, in the I, way I, of something I, I he wants to achieve, you, Joe. I don't think Putin's a good guy, and I also don't think Biden's a good guy. That's just my opinion. So. Well, of the we'll two, I would rather wait and see. I'd rather have a beer with Joe Biden than Vladimir Putin. Well, yeah, I'm not even going to go there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see what happens and uh, go from there. But uh, I'm thinking they could be playing, you know, everybody against one another just for their benefit. Just just throwing that out there. I could be a hundred percent wrong, and I may be. I'll admit to that. But I'll throw it out there. Well, we know just because I can. We know Russia didn't want Biden to be in office. Okay, so that's one thing. That's what twenty twenty. Really, really, oh, really Mark? Mark? Are we going to really? go there again? <laughs> but the, are we? Sure. Apparently, we are. Yeah, but but so so here we are with the man who made it, and that was Biden. You know, despite you know, you can argue about whether the election was fair or whatever. Biden's in now, so now Putin has to work with. He's probably learned a long time ago you know, get along with the devil you know versus the one you don't know. Now Biden's in, so now he has to work with him and come up with a cockamamie theory that Stan is uh, forwarding here, that somehow this is all to make... <laughs> and, and, and Mark, you may be right about that. It could be cockamamie for, for all eternity. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Because, you know, you got to follow the money. Where's the money come from towards Biden? It's coming from those type of places. Ukraine, Russia, China, 
all coming into his family. I would think that if I would honestly think, and this is my honest opinion, I honestly think that President or President Putin would have been happy to have Joe Biden elected. First of all, Donald Trump was very strong in, in terms of what he would do. He was unpredictable. He did not behave the way normal diplomatic people behave. So, I mean, I think Vladimir Putin would have been well, having a little bit of second thoughts before he'd have taken on Donald Trump the way he's taking on Joe Biden. That's just my personal Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. This wasn't happening when Trump was in office, was it? The, the, you know, Ukraine has been there, and, and the Crimea stuff that was going on, that kind of ended when uh, Trump Trump got into office. He didn't threaten anymore on those borders. But now, now Trump's gone, and Biden's there, and he's weak, and, and it's going on again. But it, it all could be just a big ruse, and uh, well, and that's the, all being played. That's what the Durham report is beginning to show. President Trump had no special relationship with Putin. But Hillary did. Yeah, but Hillary did. Yeah, she had a vested interest in him. All right. Well, well not only that, she, you know, she had the big reset button, and uh, you know, she sold uh, what was it, fifteen percent of the uranium, U.S. uranium, to Russian companies. You know, she allowed it to happen. No, there's some so, dispute yeah. about that. The what? There's some dispute about that. We've had that issue come up before, and I think we've had a couple of callers say that's not exactly correct. I, I'll have to look it up again. I haven't thought about it well, for a while. The companies were partially Russian-owned. They weren't Russian-controlled at the time because that is illegal to do that. But they still knew that they were Canadian companies that the Russians had control of, but they didn't have complete control of. So that's where basically we sold to Canadian companies, and then they took it and exported it around, because we can't export uranium to Russia. Something along those lines is the way it was. But it was all, you know, she approved it, and it should have never been approved. But that's Fair it. Enough. You know, that's water under the bridge, right? Okay. Yeah, well, something under the bridge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Stan. And, and, and did, you, did you hear that uh, Kushner... Uh, has been uh, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize again for his work in the Abraham Accords. That should send the left into hailstorm. Oh, no. You're kidding me. That's terrible. That's the worst thing ever. He'll never get it. It's awful. He never should. Why not? He give it to Barack Obama yeah, three minutes after he was elected. He's even less deserving than Obama. Come on now. All right. Thank you so much, Stan. All right, have a good one, thanks. Our right good friend Tom too. says, This show is worse than Pravda. Made up nonsense. Sad. So, in other words, the Durham reports made up nonsense, but the Mueller report, oh, oh that was the gospel <laughs> truth. <laughs> Russia. That came down right with Moses and the tablets. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, now you did it. <laughs> Joseph and Dan, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We actually would like to hear from everybody out there. Anybody can uh, call in. Uh, oh, this is current right there. When Trump called media the enemy of the people, he was excoriated. Since the Durham report, which you both say is serious and should be further investigated, and mainstream media is ignoring it, how can you not agree with Trump? We are talking about treason. The mainstream media is guilty by omission. Not a bad point. I mean, if they refuse to cover it because they don't like Donald Trump, then they are intellectually and morally dishonest, I think. Well, it needs to be brought up and talked about and explored. It should be just, I understand that we're a little distracted now with the Super Bowl and the Olympics and the... Uh, I'm not distracted uh, by the Olympics. And uh, what's the other big thing that's going on over in Europe? Oh, yeah, the Russian-Ukrainian thing. Right, the, the big so, thing. But, 
honestly, I just think that it's it's uh, certainly doesn't deserve maybe as much credit or, or coverage as them. You know, that might be, you know, that's up to the eye of the beholder. But how much coverage? Zero, right? Did you say zero? Coverage? Zero on CBS, ABC, NBC, and MSNBC. Two and a half minutes on CNN. Yeah, and if you use uh, CBS's app, it comes up with nothing. The last Durham filing that they talk about was last year. Well, you know, he's got three indictments so far. You know, and that's well, certainly an strong. indictment is certainly news. I mean, if he has enough evidence to indict somebody, although they've always said the old joke about, you know, a good prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. But here, I think there's definitely something, there's smoke. At the moment, we don't see the fire, but we do see the smoke. And apparently, there are a lot of people, if you believe the speculation, who have come forth and are now cooperating with Durham and talking to him. So this could just be the tip of the iceberg, or it could be nothing. And but until we investigate it thoroughly, we don't know. And I watched House of Cards, so I know broad Democratic conspiracies from within the White House are possible. So <laughs> that's what I, you know, this is probably what this is. You miss Kevin Spacey? I do. So do I. He's a great Come actor. Come on now. <laughs> Bring that show back. We love those complex uh, programs. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Write that down. You're going to need it during the next hour. During the 9 a.m. hour, I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. Family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street to Sunbury, and uh, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I go to them because they let me drive almost anything I want to. I drove an F-350 dump truck about 8 feet. On You're actually the... driving them crazy. Oh, that is true. <laughs> yes, I go down there once a week and say, oh, how about that? And then it takes about an hour to sign the papers and get the keys and to tell the salesman this car is going to be gone for a short time. But actually, I drove the, the uh, it was a 550 dump truck, about 8 feet. Okay, I didn't take it down the street or anything, the township was on their way to pick it up, so they uh, didn't probably didn't want any extra miles on it. But uh, you can do what that township did. Uh, make sure that you went to the Sunbury Motor Company, told them the vehicle that you need, whether it's an Expedition, Explorer, Edge 250, Escape, Echo Sport, F-150, Ranger, Maverick, Bronco, Big One or Little, Mustang or Mach-E. Tell the Sunbury Motor Company you need one. Get signed up. They'll get you one. They got the allocations. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me. Mr. Rob is on the other side of the glass. You want to see fabulosity, just look at his picture in the dictionary. Uh, he's the very definition. Takes great care of us. Make sure sunrise callers, no matter how early they call, get on the radio. Or even if I tell them the wrong time, he gets them squared away. Makes the podcast happen. Makes the Spotify podcast and the Google podcast and the Apple podcast and the uh, Pocket podcast and every other podcast podcast ready to go, so we appreciate that. He's fabulous. He's ready to talk to you. Uh, call him up, 1-800-795-9565. You can email him at, on the, or you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and you can text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. And we do have an email pending that relates to the topic we were discussing. This is a filing that was uh, placed into the record uh, by Robert Durham on Friday, late Friday 
Friday and has uh, been widely talked about in the right-wing news media and not at all talked about in the left-wing news media. So we'll see if we can get uh, find the truth somewhere in the middle. So we'd love to hear from you on this topic or maybe something else. President Biden, Joe has a clipping that relates to some folks want President Biden to take a cognitive test. So maybe it is time to do that. Then and there's the interesting story about three young people expelled from school for what appeared to be a prank. Not certain that the punishment fits the crime because one of them kids has been told never to come back. As long as they both shall live. Okay, so mm-hmm. there's, uh, can you do anything in class that means you should never, ever, ever be back well, in the, the classroom as long as you was live? This started out as a joke among football players of both races that started with a petition to bring back slavery. Oh, okay. All right. So People apparently uh, went apoplectic. <laughs> <laughs> sort of an, an unwoke petition was being circulated, but uh, okay, well, we'll find out. Let's do that. As soon as we get through, through the news headlines, uh, we are done with the on-topic emails that we have. I've left at the bottom of the stack the emails that related to the community college from last week, which we hope to get to at some point, but it's always been displaced by new calls and new emails since then. Uh, you can text us at 70236. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com, and you can call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Maybe there's another local issue or topic uh, you would like to discuss. Uh, uh, we have open phones right now. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Once again, email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. Uh, include the keyword OTM. And uh, we'll read your emails on the radio. We'll take your calls on the air. And uh, we may uh, read your text on the air as well. I see we got some texts uh, popping in here. So uh, Joe will preview those so he can get through them succinctly, and then we'll go from there. In the news today, a man from Mount Carmel died in a one-car crash on Route 61 near Coltland Monday morning. News item reports 74-year-old Raymond Long died after the crash near Coltland around 8 a.m. Newspaper reports, uh, the newspaper reports, his vehicle went off Route 61, hit an embankment, rolled over, and came to rest on its wheels. Raymond Long of Mount Carmel died in that uh, crash. Time to go back to the dock and pour your heart out. That's a paraphrase of some of the remarks of the Rock Red for Healthy Hearts with Evangelical Community Hospital interviewee Dr. Saqib Siddiqui last week. He's Evan's Heart and Vascular Center Medical Director of Rehabilitation and says it's very important that you enjoy a very productive dialogue with your physician. We have to be open about things that are causing issues in your life, whether it's a personal issue, because we know stress from home life can cause cardiac issues. Anything from going through a divorce or going through money issues, I mean, these are stresses and any stress can cause cardiac disease. Dr. Siddiqui says for some Valley residents who declined to seek medical help during the pandemic, now is the way overdue the time to go back to the doc. You can hear more of his remarks on the WKOK podcast page. Again, I thank you, Rob Center for making that happen. The recent downward trends of COVID-19 continue. The Omicron surge is now nearly over. Statewide, just 279 uh, fewer people admitted to hospitals, 2,600 overall. That number was above 5,000 in the past month. Geisinger Danville has five fewer people on board. They're down to 70. Evangelical Community Hospital has 26 patients on board. 113 new statewide 
hundred COVID nineteen deaths reported over the three day period over the weekend, and uh, none of those uh, w- w- deaths were attributed to Central Pennsylvania residents. The governor's race in Pennsylvania is heating up, and we have our first reliable objective poll out there about who is being most talked about. The most talked about person in the race for governor right now, Pennsylvania, is nobody. Uh, but uh, Congressman Lou Barletta is second. So far, 29% of the people who took the Trafalgar poll of people who are registered to vote and say they, if the election were today, uh, they said that 29% say they're still undecided. Lou Barletta got 24% of that polling lead. Next was State Senator Doug Mastriano, who got 19%, so, you know, basically statistically a tie between Lou Barletta and Doug Mastriano. A distant, really distant third with 5% of the vote is Jake Corman. So it's going to boil down to Doug Mastriano and Lou Barletta, both of whom have been closely allied with and done plenty of irrational things with uh, President Trump. So who gets the... the irrational things have they done? That sounds like an editorial comment you slipped into the news. Oh, so, oh you don't like that. That's right. No. Okay, sorry. Okay, they both have closely aligned themselves with the president and his false claims that the election... Uh, uh, uh. Oh, <laughs> verifiably claims. false claims that the election was stolen. Why do you need to characterize them? They are just claims. Okay, his claims, which we all know... No, we don't. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So Lou Barletta and Doug Mastriano. I would say Mastriano would be more closely tied to President Trump and would get the endorsement. And again, that's, there's a reason they call it Lawrence's worthless wisdom, because uh, he is a real stop-the-steal person. He's put. Remember when he was down in Gettysburg and he had that telephone conference call with President Trump at the, a so-called hearing. It wasn't a senatorial hearing, but it was a uh, Well, Mastriano's a little steal. over the top, I think. And he's from a county where I live for any number of for 10 and 11 years. Yeah, but look who he's dealing with. He's trying to get the vote of people who are a little over the top for President Trump. So. I'm not certain. I'll be fascinated to see whether or not Trump plays a big role in Pennsylvania senatorial and gubernatorial races. I would think that if the Republican Party is smart, they would try to keep him out of here. Mm, okay, so it's sort of do like the Mitch McConnell thing and call it a violent insurrection, even though you know you could argue whether or not it was or not, and then go from um, go from there. You know, try to just if you if if you can't get a third of the electorate to come on board because they're Donald Trump and Mastriano and Barletta supporters, okay, that's fine. Go with the rational two thirds and you know speak to them. There, well, there is no endorsed Republican candidate at this point, as I understand. Not by Donald Trump, no. No, no, I mean even by the state Republicans. No, nope, nope, no, they, they stayed out of it. And I think that's a good idea. Let people form their own opinions. Let's see, for example, whether somebody who says, I'm with Donald Trump, I believe every word that came out of the man's mouth, or whether a guy who says, you know, Donald Trump was a good president, but he did some crazy things, and maybe he should stay where he is. Let let us see who wins the election based on that. I don't want Don. I don't want to know who Donald Trump endorses. I don't care. Okay. And I don't care who the Republican Party endorses. I just think we ought to have an open primary all the way around, Democratic and Republican. Let the candidates tell you where they stand and then vote accordingly. Well, and I should say, uh, I said, you know, Donald Trump's endorsement might be sought. It's if he endorses. You know, I don't think he might. He may not. He might. He might not. Might wait until the primary's over and then whomever wins, it's probably going to be, uh, you know, Doug Mastriano or Senator or Congressman Barletta, I would think anyway, if they're this 
this far ahead in the straw polling or this early polling. Uh, the rest are sort of unknown characters. Jake Corbin's kind of representative of the status quo in Harrisburg. Folks might think we need a you know an even more out there governor. I think Lou Bartletta would probably rise to the top of that. I mean, as a congressman, as a former mayor, I certainly you know wouldn't vote for him myself. I can you know you really could, you why could, not? Well, I I just think you're not a Republican. That would be one reason why. No, I I, I mean it goes back to some of the things that in Hazelton, which I think were racist policies that were being promulgated by him, and courts easily saw racist right through policies. it and and undid it. So you know that would be the first thing, and then ultra-closely aligning himself with President Trump when Trump was in office. That irritated me. There's nothing wrong with it, you know, if you're a good Republican and what, that's what you what want to do. What racist things, what racist policies? We're going to re-argue Hazelton oh, I'm now? just curious. I don't okay. think they were racist. I think he was trying to preserve his community. Well, I'll have to go back in my notes and see what's there. I mean, I, I don't you really remember. You keep notes on racism, do you? Well, I can't. The Lawrence files. <laughs> We've been following you Barletta for a long time. So, well, yeah, they, we ran well, we've for Congress this program. a couple times. Do you think he sounds like a racist? I don't. I think some of the policies left marginalized people out of the discussion in Hazleton. Let's discuss, Let's leave it at that. When he comes back on, we'll talk about this, and he can answer to my observations. The marginalized people out of the discussion. Boy, there is a real indictment if I ever heard one. Okay, so to be continued. Well, uh, the haves would never understand what the have-nots are going through, and nobody's going to expect you to be. And being a great have-not yourself, you thoroughly <laughs> understand all of their problems. No, I'm an observer of history, though. You can you know, I am not bringing this up. This is not Hazelton's uh, big issues. It shouldn't shouldn't be news to you. Now, obviously, uh, you've forgotten them. But uh, anyway, Lou Barletta was at the center of that. Obviously, he, you've misremembered them. He did get elected to Congress on the second try, so good for him. And now he wants to be governor, which... I think ostensibly you could Mark say Lawrence he's the leader. For him. He's the leader? No, I would not. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on the gubernatorial race, U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz got his Hollywood Walk of Fame, which I still smacks me as <laughs> an unfair advantage now. Oh, for overall. Sake. You don't think that's an unfair advantage? That's that like saying that giving uh, Barack Obama the uh, Nobel Prize was an unfair advantage towards his re-election. Oh, I think, well, I think it probably was an advantage. Actually, it wasn't deserved at that time. Yeah, you, I'd say well, maybe you later and I on. talked about that. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, all he did was sign up to be president, got in, oh, give him the prize. Give he's him in. the Nobel he's Prize. In. I mean, what a guy. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now with your opinion on these topics that we've discussed, Russia and Ukraine, uh, the mixed message that's uh, being sent to uh, by Vladimir Putin, while some troops being withdrawn and going back to bases, others being moved up to the border with Ukraine in attack position. Uh, what's your view on that? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. And we talked about the filing from Robert Durham last week. That's a New York Times article I found says is no big deal. So we'll see what they have to say. Kids got uh, suspended you know, for life, right? Yes. But just one caveat on the end of there. The folks at the Wall Street Journal... They say the investigation should be pursued. All right. Well, good for okay. that. I told right. you. Conservative-leaning newspaper. No, no. We're going to read that when we come back. Oh, I thought you wanted me to read it now. No. No. Well, then I'll wait. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. 
That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Uh, let's see. Right-hand side, Joe, somebody texted okay. us. Start at the bottom, please. The, the bottom. Tom, yes, I did throw my theory out for people to think about. Never said it's fact. Learn the difference, Tom. Then another <laughs> one says, Tom, the Durham work and indictments are fact, and it isn't uh, looking good for Hillary and the Democrats. Another texter says, Jake Sullivan is deeply involved in the Hillary-Russia scandal and lied to Congress about it in 2017. I hope I see jail time in his future. And let's see here. The woke Olympic allowing a 15-year-old skater to compete after testing positive for doping is in first place. Yippee. Sounds fair to the rest. Not. Yeah, they said she sipped from a glass that her grandfather was taking some kind of steroid, and she drank from the same glass. Yeah, I, I'm sure that. So she tested positive, <laughs> even though it would have had no impact on her. The fact that she's Russian has nothing to do with the fact that they let her compete now. <laughs> okay. They're afraid that, afraid that Vladimir will invade the Ukraine <laughs> invade because of it. And the media has been guilty by omission for decades. Finally, people are starting to notice. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'd love to hear from you. Joe, some kids got expelled. Yeah, this is an interesting story. For no reason. A federal judge declined to lift the expulsion or suspensions handed out to four suburban Kansas City high school students who were disciplined for their involvement in an online petition to start slavery again. U.S. District Judge Stephen R. Bow acknowledged in his ruling Tuesday that the four students from Park Hill South High School will likely suffer harm if they aren't allowed to return to the school immediately or ever in one student's case. But he said their lawsuit was unlikely to succeed on the merit of its claims if the case went to trial. The four ninth graders, ninth graders, sued the Park Hill School District and several administrators after one was expelled and three others were suspended for 180 days over the online petition. A district spokesman did not immediately respond to a request for comment, and it wasn't clear with the or when the suspended students would be allowed to return to school. They were on a bus with the freshman football team last September when one of them drafted a petition on Change.org titled "Start Slavery Again." As he was joking with a black student about jobs and slaves. The student, who is biracial, later shared the petition on the football team's Snapchat group. The three other students all commented favorably on the petition. Other students reported the petition to the school administrators. During an internal investigation, the students admitted their involvement, but said the petition was a joke. In their lawsuit, the students said their First Amendment and due process rights were violated. They contended that racial slurs were common at Park Hill South, most often in friendly bantering, and that the instigator of the conversation is black and was not disciplined. The students asked to be reinstated and have the discipline expunged from their school records. So, does the punishment fit the crime? And is it even a crime? 
I'm waiting to it hear you. It seems kind of onerous, you know, such a tough uh, to expel them. I mean, of what value is the education? If they need education, <laughs> what are they supposed to get it at well, home? Me, or I guess the district provides education when you're expelled, but still. The salient point is these are ninth graders, ninth <laughs> graders. That would be a freshman in high school, right? Mm-hmm. They're freshmen. You know, their so brains are not fully... for life? One, yeah, he was expelled. The others were suspended. He was expelled. Can't come back to the school. And the judge even admitted they would face irreparable harm or they would face harm from not being allowed back to school. Jeez, I did worse stuff when I was in school. Well, I mean, the fact that it started out as a joke among people of both races, one, well, I guess white, black, and mixed races, on a bus, they're ninth graders. They were joking and kidding around. You know, and the, the fact that you put something on the web is probably the stupid thing. And, I, <laughs> and I'd say these kids are probably <laughs> in need of more education, right. not less education. But, you know, it seems to me that we're so hell-bent on finding people at fault for things. If, if what's her name, Whoopi well, Goldberg... Well, you have zero-tolerance policies in school on a wide range of topics. Weapons, nail clippings, fi- you know... Okay, well, look at Whoopi Goldberg. Pocket I mean, knife. She, she made a mistake, uh, displayed her historical ignorance over the Holocaust. Foolishly. And she winds up with a three-week three uh, time to reflect on her misdeeds, mm-hmm. you know, so... But she apologized. Mm-hmm. These kids, obviously, they're ninth graders. They don't have the common sense that I would like to think a lot of uh, people have in 10th grade or 11th grade or even 12th grade. What if we suspended you from the radio station every time you said something stupid? Well, you'd be right there with me because they'd suspend you, <laughs> yeah. too. I would never be here. You would be gone once a year. I'd be gone every day. I mean, it, it seems to me that, that that these kids need to be taught the difference between what's funny in today's world and what's not funny. You know, I can't imagine under any circumstances that this would, that people would find this humorous. But on the other hand, is it that bad that it merits expulsion from school? Well, and I think if they don't get the gravity of this, then they should uh, be educated as to the gravity of this. You know, maybe come up with, ask them to do some research about uh, slavery and talk to that guy in Harrisburg who owns all the the, uh, slavery uh, handcuffs and stocks and equipment and chains and things that were used then, you know, the museum that he has. So talk to him and visit him. He's African-American, and so he could could school them. Where are these students from? They're from uh, Riverside, Missouri. Okay. But their their attorney uh, said the incident resulted from youthful bad judgment, that's an understatement, that (laughs) originated among black and biracial students. Three white boys in similar bad judgment wanted in on the joke, intended only for the freshman players. This bad judgment was punished as heinous acts that no one now claims them to be. In other words, they admit that the ki- these kids were joking. He noted that the incident guarded national attention and prompted some parents and teachers to express concern about student safety. Well, what safety? They were joking. <laughs> so one of so the school district and the parents have failed to impress upon the students why that wouldn't be a good idea, and so the kids are being punished. Well, the, the attorney said the 14- and 15-year-old boys didn't intend the petition to be circulated beyond the team. The petition caused substantial disruption at the high school and in the district that justified the discipline. So, in other words, somebody leaked what they did, mm-hmm. and that caused disruption, so they punished 
punish the kids? Why not punish the person who brought it out and caused the disruption? Or the leak, or the school district for not having the kids educated enough to know that restarting slavery isn't a good idea, joking or otherwise. Or well, the parents. Why not punish the parents for raising kids that don't know that that's not a good idea? It's the same thing. I mean, we, we have to make judgments about this stuff. For example, Bucknell's, the story about the Bucknell student who came into the dormitory with what, a BB gun? A machete. Gun? A machete and a BB gun. It doesn't sound like he was planning to destroy Who even has a machete? You know, that's... That's well, another topic. I guess if you're doing some jungle exploring, it would come in handy. Well, there you have it. Yes, he could be a botanist headed to South America. But now America. a BB gun is considered something that we're not allowed to have? My, when I was a kid, mm, I wanted, no a, weapons I wanted a daisy BB rifle. Oh, like every other kid. Yeah. <laughs> you'll shoot your <laughs> shoot eye out. Shoot your eye out, right. Christmas story. That's what they should have told the, the kid. Hey, you'll, you'll shoot, shoot your, your eye out. out. Or you'll hack your hand off with that machete. Right, Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. <clears throat> Why well, I'm sort of calling about your last topic. You know, <clears throat> all the Republicans coming out, most of them identify with Trump, even though he might not have endorsed them yet or endorsed anybody. But they're, in other words, they know it's an asset in Pennsylvania to identify with President Trump. I just saw an ad. Hey, Dan, if, if it's an asset to identify with Trump in Pennsylvania, why didn't Trump carry Pennsylvania? Uh, well, I don't want to get beat that dead horse, but I think he did carry Pennsylvania, and he was cheated out of it. That's what I think, you know. But I know uh, you probably don't believe that, but I still do. But anyway... Uh, like I saw a recent ad for a new guy <coughs> running for governor, uh, Mc, McSwa- I think it's McSw- jo- John McSwain. Yeah. He identifies with Trump. He was an attorney that what Trump appointed in Pennsylvania for one of them higher offices as judge. And he identifies, and <coughs> the two ladies running for senator they both identify with Trump the one lady I can't I lose these names she calls herself a MAGA Carla. even uses the Carla word Sands. MAGA conservative uh, identifies with Trump and Kathy the black lady that's running was on a local radio station here about two weeks ago live she was on for one hour, and she identifies with Trump as a Christ, as a Christian conservative. So, uh, Trump's not out of the picture as some of the some of the more uh, center, maybe you call them moderate Republicans. I have other names for them, but they they, they don't want to identify with Trump, and they're going to lose big time. I can promise you that. If, you, if you're if you ashamed of Trump, you're going to lose, because I, I say it over and over, people are probably tired of me saying it, but I don't know anybody around my area, a couple counties here that don't think Trump did a good job, and he's an asset to any ticket any Republican ticket you have. So, 
Well, they're, they're ignoring one thing, Dan. I mean, maybe maybe you're right about Republicans. Maybe the majority of Republicans are, are just Trump loyalists beyond belief. But then they have to go up against independents and Democrats in the fall. And while they may get the they may win the Republican nomination by praising Trump to the high heavens, I don't think they're going to win the general election on that line. No, even I don't even think you have to praise Trump. I don't even think that. Look at Virginia. Look at that. He didn't. I don't. Did, I don't even think Trump endorsed him, did he? Not only he that, well, yeah, but that, but that race wasn't think, about Trump. That race was about parents' rights more than anything else right. in Virginia. And, that, and that's what's going to happen up here. So that's what's going to change. People had enough of mandates, mandates, mandates. There, we're all. I'm sick. I was sick of it from the get-go. Mandates and more mandates, and you can tell the common average person sick of it. Look at them truckers in Canada. The same thing's going to happen down here. They're going to make a convoy to Washington because we like freedom, and that's what's going to win the election for the Republicans. If everything's on the up and up, there's going to be a big change this fall. Because people, even a lot of your independents, I think learned a lesson about government overreach. And that's what's going to switch it, not just Trump. And I don't think we're loyal so much to Trump as he's loyal to us. I look at it probably the opposite of the way you do. Yes, he was really loyal to, to Mike Pence. After Mike Pence spent four years doing everything he wanted, no, he crosses on. him one time, and he's, oh, his loyalty was just astounding Pence to Mike Pence. Pence wouldn't overturn the election illegally, so Trump I think threw him I, off the bus. I think they'll get back together, to be honest. I think... Trump always said the truth. He said, I'm a poor loser. and it <laughs> That's an understatement. It, it proved to be true, even though I think, and most of us out here think Trump didn't lose. But nonetheless, I, I said before, I think Pence did what he had to do. And I think Trump will come around and realize, I, he might already realize it, but... Like he said, he he's a type A personality, and he does not like to lose anything. And I understand that. But, but yeah, all right. But so in other I, words, not liking to lose, it's okay to try and stop the peaceful transfer of power, which has been one of the things that made America great. The fact that European well, countries would stare at us and say, I can't believe that somebody voluntarily Joe gave up power. Granahan, what an insightful <laughs> well, thing for you did. to say. Let's look. Look I'm sure. at it. Pence and Trump were a team, and Pence came out there, and I believe he did the right thing, even though I, we all know it was a crooked election. But no, we don't know that. Pence, <laughs> we, we don't all know on. that, Dan. Yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> we think but, we know. But Pence, did, he come out ahead, and look, there was no upheaval. Everything went smoothly. And but not the way Donald so, Trump would have had it go. 
He would have had right. Mike Pence stop that election, stop it the certification. Takes two as a team, they were a good team. He would have had. And I still he, like that teamwork <laughs> they had. Pence cleaned up the stumps, you know, cleaned up the, <laughs> the glass out of the that Trump broke, and they were a team. And I, I would hope they would get back together. I don't know if that's possible. But I like them as a Trump, Trump being the bull in the China shop and Pence being the cleanup man. A, a perfect team. And by the way, Russia, they never knew what Trump was going to do, which is a good thing. You were right in your early comments. Trump, and I mean this in a good way, I mean this in a respectful way. Russia, China thought Trump was just crazy enough to let him have it. <laughs> All right, I we got to go, Dan. In a proper respect for Trump, they never knew. All right, TikTok time's up. going to do, and that's a good thing. Okay, Dan, thank you. Yeah, Happy thank you so guys. much. Have a great one. Take care. Good talking with you. Take care. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Rob Center's being fabulous. Uh, anybody who calls in gets put on hold and waits an inordinately long time while Dan talks and commercials go. But now they're going to get on the radio very shortly. I want to reiterate uh, the important criteria to get on the show. You call one eight hundred seven nine five nine five. Waiting to hear what it is you were going to right. say. Well, you have to do. be Republican or Democrat or Independent or neither, nonpartisan. You have to uh, care deeply about elections or not, and you have to be a local citizen or not. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. We started out the day with uh, Jeff McCausland uh, from CBS News in Gettysburg College and a West Point graduate just 50 short years ago uh, talking about the Ukraine and the analysis and the mixed message that we're getting from the Ukraine now with Russia. And uh, we also talked about the Durham filing that was uh, in Washington, D.C. last Friday, uh, which the New York Times says is no big deal, but uh, of course the right-wing media is having a meltdown because nobody's covering it. So uh, we talked about that as well. Now we'll talk about uh, President Trump's endorsement of the political candidates in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, to that end, Al, you are next up on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, I'm not going to talk about President Trump except to say it's not all about Trump. It's the mega movement, you know, that is uh, empowering a lot of the conservatives right now, pure conservatives, okay. and and the uh, last election's uh, irregularities. That's all the further I'll go on that. Good. But, uh, you know, up north where the truckers are fighting for their liberty and uh, now they're going to take and attack, uh, get into their bank accounts, neither seize them or freeze them, and and also anyone that is helping them. And I just got to say, uh, truckers hold the line, and I think the United States is going to follow suit. And it's not just the truckers. There's a lot of people joining in on that movement. And then as far as the kids, that uh, the ninth graders... Uh, make them do a report on uh, on the modern day <laughs> indentured on modern day indentured slavery on the southern border of the United States. 
then they can, you know, they can relate to that because that's happening right now. And then as far as Whoopi Goldberg, you guys mentioned her. Uh, I said the other week and never got the call in, but uh, when we were discussing it, I said maybe they ought to make her do a great report and study it for the three weeks she's off or just let her come right back on and discuss it on The View for about a few weeks because apparently people need educated on how horrible the Holocaust was. If she's walking away with that attitude, uh, well-enlightened person as Whoopi Goldberg is, um, maybe, you know, she ought to help everybody out and uh, study that period of history where um, it was so horrible, the Mm -hmm. Holocaust. Well, wow. it doesn't take much studying to find out that the German people or the German Nazis considered the Jews to be a race, and as such, they attempted to exterminate them. You know, I can't imagine Whoopi Goldberg, being an adult of somewhat 50-some, 60-some years, mm-hmm. was unaware of that fact, but on the other hand, being charitable, maybe she was. Well, and I think today... And no, people but I was, hoping, I was hoping by studying that, you can see how... The, German people were put into a frame of mind that they could actually pull this stuff off for a corrupt, wicked, evil leader like Hitler. How, how did Hitler get them in a frame of mind that he could actually have all these people help him, put these people on trains, put them in camps, gas them, mass burials, mass, I mean, and experiments on them? How could he even talk to doctors and everybody into that? Oh, it's worse and than that. A, it's worse than that. The last caller last week, the last caller uh, the other day, um, the lady that, that called, mm-hmm. she's she's now, I mean, she's got the CNN liberal end of it really, really down. I mean, and she sounds like a very smart lady, but she is totally... Buffalo gaslight on uh, <laughs> President Trump. Buffalo gaslight. That's I'll like tell you the what. Here's your assignment: kind. look up the Wan C conference, and then you'll see why <laughs> exactly how evil this all was. Okay, we got two other, three other okay. calls pending. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Al. Take care. Yeah. Okay, Mark. You want to move on to the next caller, Steve from Sealands Grove. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just uh, checked the calendar. It's like 33, 34 days till spring, and I wanted to talk about the fiber dam repairs. Okay. <laughs> um, yep, we're I, gonna I called do in. It. I was hoping that by now you guys had reached out to Secretary Dunn to see if she'd be willing to come on the program and talk about it. Well, you know, the, you're, I hate to say it, and as a former avid boater of some 21 years, I'm afraid you're beating a dead horse. I found that the state has its policies, they have the way they work, and nothing is going to change <laughs> It's that. an immovable object. It's, it is. It's an immovable object. I mean, they, they don't really seem to have an alternative uh, to doing what they're doing. In other words, unless the river is low between now and, and spring, uh, they really don't have a chance. I mean, I wish well, they did. In fact they, in fact, they do. We just need to convince those powers that there's a way to decouple the problems. But they're not a. We they're need not to be able to, to raise the dam for boating, and they need to be able to do the repairs. And, and there are ways to do that. But they've um, already been turned down on a coffer dam. They're not allowed to do it. There are federal regulations that prevent them from doing that. Plus the fact, by the time they applied for all the permits and got all the applications in, it would be past boating season anyway. Maybe next year. 
I mean, we've talked to them well, about it in Shemokin Dam. Uh, we had uh, two people from uh, from the from the area uh, who were involved in that, the park head and everybody else, come to our meeting, and we talked about it. And they, they really don't have too many options. Remember, they don't have much money, and they don't have much time. Well, they have our money, and they do have time. And if the <laughs> state can't figure out how to get permits to do their own work, you know, something's wrong with the system. Uh, if we can string the uh, the sausage links across the river, I gotta believe we can put a, a coffer dam up to do repairs. Um, and I'm just I'm still concerned. You know, we're only getting one side of the story. I mean, the message here for the local municipalities and the state is the cost of doing something is less than the cost of doing nothing when you consider the economic impact. And there is a big story there. I, mean, I was hoping that. You know, Daily Item or WKLK would take that up and start reporting on that. Actually, there has I mean, been a know. story about the economic impact. There have been several stories about that. How recently? Well, since this whole issue surfaced. I've read a couple. I, I know. Oh, I sent them. you the clipping, one of our good listeners. Uh, was that you who sent us the information? Yes. Okay, yeah, we appreciate that. We read that. Okay, well, yeah, there's obviously a significant impact. But there just isn't millions and millions and millions of dollars allocated for keeping the fiber dam going. We're lucky they have a couple hundred thousand dollars for bags, and they'll, they'll converge workers that work for DCNR on the spot, and they will, of course, have an outside contractor put in access uh, road. What, what do they call that? The road that runs, they the run a road yeah. out there. Uh, Not a coffer dam, but a, a, it, a blank road. millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> to do the coffer dam and the fact that you know we can't even uh request some bids on that kind of work to know what we're talking about uh just seems like you know okay folks well are not doing their job in uh, terms of providing the recreation that everybody wants to have all right we got you thank you so much steve thanks for no calling problem. in I, yep. I agree with you i mean right. it's terrible that they there's no solution but there doesn't appear to be a solution all right one 800 standby callers we'll be right back there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Okay, we got a couple of minutes, two and a half minutes per person. Uh, we got three callers in a short amount of time, but we want to get everybody on the radio. Dick, you get a couple of moments. Go right ahead. Oh, this is more for uh, Joe. You know, I grew up in the 1950s, too, and I had a BB gun, but those days are over when somebody can walk into a school, even with a, with a BB gun or any kind of that. These kids see that. The first thing they think of it is, is Sandy Hook or, in Florida, the, the shootings. And it, and it says in the handbook at Bucknell, any BB gun, pellet gun, or air rifle, paint gun, toy gun, which based upon color, design, or appearance would be considered by a reasonable person to be an actual firearm. So you're, you're looking at 3,000 
shooting kids down. A lot of times, a lot of these kids would never been around guns. You, they see a kid with a BB gun that looks like a rifle. I Don't, mean, this day and age, you just can't have that. Aren't they required to uh, BB guns today to have a color painted on the barrel so the red that it? Tip. Yeah, it's I can't so tell you. I don't own a BB gun. I know that down at uh, there by North Harbor, they make the uh, they make the uh, guns twenty uh, twos uh, that look like a, a kid's gun or something like that. My point being, Joe, you can't walk into a university right. or a college or a school with something that looks that a lot of kids might think, "My God, that guy's got a gun." Okay, that's well, the first thing they think. They don't think, "Well, that's just a BB gun." Well, that's that, my point. That's this fair enough. Nineteen fifty, sixty, or seventy. All right, we got That's you. That's fair enough. Thank but I you. can remember, Dick, and maybe you can too, of kids coming to school, high school, with their pickup trucks and the gun in the <laughs> back the window. And how, do you, and how do you think that would fly today? Wouldn't at all. No, Not at all. Get no arrested. argument there. And, and that's the same thing. That's a, and you kind of pit Paul because it was only a BB gun. I, I understand that, but it looks like a gun to a lot of these kids. It's a gun. All right, fair we enough. got you, Dick. Okay, Thank Dick, you. Thanks. Thanks for calling in. Dennis. No, Chris is next. Thank you, Chris. We need some factual correction. Please help us. Well, I. I uh, just got up a little while ago, so I missed your uh, missed your whole show. But I was assuming it was all about you guys apologizing for all the inaccurate things you said all week about crack pipes first. One whole half show was uh, everybody complaining about buying crack pipes. Turned out to be a phony right wing story. The Durham report, big nothing, zero. And I assume you've all apologized to Adam Schiff for insulting him so badly. And you've uh, withdrawn all your charges of treason and all that nonsense you talked about yesterday. Wrong on all counts. Mark and both of you went right along with. Wrong on all counts. Set us straight. That's what I figured. And that's why you're so stupid on this show. Really stupid. So, in other you words, anybody who disagrees with the great Chris is stupid. Stories like they're 100% accurate and they turn out to be nonsense. The next day, you do nothing about it. They'll Trump, tell, meanwhile, you have all these stories about him destroying records, stealing records and everything, and barely gets a mention. Because you have to spend so much time correcting the right-wing nonsense that they're intentionally putting out that's inaccurate. So Durham's investigation is inaccurate. Of course, Mueller's was absolutely, it was fair and it was wonderful, but this one's not so good because it's focused on Democrats. No, the, the Mueller's was not nearly good enough. He never followed any money. He never forced people to testify. Well, Durham's not making that mistake. Uh, Durham is making that mistake because he wants to make that mistake. He's putting out false information that... He knew that stuff was going to be interpreted. He added sentences to the indictment that that weren't there before to make it sound like it was what Trump was talking about, what you guys talked about all day yesterday. He did that on purpose. Okay. All right, keep uh, going. Okay, last, Joe. <laughs> keep you going. No you got back, the floor. No last. Well, you know, you call every day, and you're so sure, and every no, Republican is bad, and every Republican is terrible. And it, no, what, I didn't say that. I've never said you that. You all, but you—that's your the sum and substance. That, and I have never said that. That is the sum and substance of your calls. No, it is not. You you okay. immediately because dismiss you don't Durham. Listen, you immediately that's dismiss the main substance of my call. You dismiss Durham because he's a Republican, or you think he is, and he's going after Democrats. You didn't have hey, any he problem. By Trump through Barr, or by Barr through Trump, and he's with his sole thing is to dig up dirt on 
on the Democrats. All right, we got Fine. you, Chris. Thank you. we got to get another he caller. He doesn't have any. That's the point. Well, All then right. he's got three indictments going for him, and if he don't indict yeah, people... Uh, little, yeah, one's a Russian. One's a, one's a guy who claims he didn't say what uh, they say he said. And it, it's a perjury case where there's a lot of controversy about what was said, and they've never released any of the details about it yet. So what about Michael Sussman? No, we got to go. Chris, we got to go. Thank you so okay, much for setting bye. us straight. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Very helpful. We're having fun here being stupid. Oh, well, hey, he's right. Dennis, we're go stupid. right ahead. You ever think that's right? Sometimes, <laughs> yep. Dennis, go ahead. Good morning, guys. Um, I don't know if I can get this in, and if I don't, I'll, I'll try to call tomorrow morning. But the, the talk about I just read an article this morning about Pence and, and his authority, and no, he didn't have any authority to, you know, overthrow the election. What? But it's interesting, when, well, the 12th Amendment says that the President of the Senate should open all certificates. And, you know, Trump was wrong. He was telling them to reject the Arizona. He, you can't open one. Once you open it, according to our laws, it has to be all counted. So, but Pence had the option of saying, no, I won't open the certificates and give a reason why. And then it would have automatically been thrown into the House of Representatives, which a lot of people feel because of the irregularities it should have been. So, you know, to, to say that Pence had no authority or whatever and he couldn't do this and that, he, there was an option. There's a, usually in the United States laws, there always is an option. And the option was is to throw it to the, uh, you know, the um, House of Representatives. You know, everybody, you know. All right, we got you, Dennis. Point, thank Dennis. you so call much. Call back Thanks. tomorrow. Yep, call I back. appreciate that. All right, thank you, everybody who called. Uh, we got a bunch of texts. We'll save those for tomorrow. We got a couple of emails. We'll try to get to those tomorrow. And we'll be stupid just like we were today. <laughs> well, I don't know. We might be we're smarter. We're moving up, though. We were once garbage. Now we're just stupid. <laughs> you laugh if you want to. <laughs> Once you're in the trash, it's, it's, it's all downhill late, right. from there. This is WKOK Sunbury. Thank you, Chris.